Welcome to Lift Up Your Hearts Podcast. This is a podcast where I open up to you my secret public prayer journal. It is an opportunity for me to teach the ways that I've been taught how to pray. The reason I do this is because I have found immense blessing in this way of prayer, and it has been a grace for my life. And I think it's easy. I think a lot of people can do this, and I think sometimes we can complicate prayer and make it difficult and abstract, and what do I do, and do I just go there and stare at Jesus, or I know it's supposed to be a relationship, but how do I talk to him, and how do I get to know him, and he speaks to us through our heart and through the movements of our heart because he loves us. He is a a loving father who wants to, to give to us the blessings that we desire. And one way that we can pray is through an Ignatian style prayer. It's one that I've found lots of blessings and I think it's pretty simple as well. I think it's a way that a lot of people can use it. It does take a little bit of stretching. You know, the the spiritual exercises by St. Ignatius are called exercises for a reason because there's, there's, there's a little work that goes into it. There's a little stretching. There's a little, you know, using muscles we don't use very often. One of those is our imagination. And, and I really think the Lord can work through our imagination and... He certainly wants to speak to us personally. So today I'm going to meditate on the psalm for this Sunday. It's going to be Psalm 63. I'm picking it partially because I love it, but also because I think oftentimes the psalms get kind of forgotten about during Mass, and we focus on rightfully the, the gospel. and But the psalms are really a book of prayer, and... They're the prayer of the church. This is the prayers that priests and deacons and bishops say every single day, five times a day. And it's something that the laity should really partake of, you know, and it can be a great blessing. It's been an immense blessing in my own life. And sometimes the Psalms really hit you and sometimes they don't. Today's Psalm is one that, I particularly love it's probably the first psalm that I memorized and it's definitely the psalm that I've said the most it's one that I typically say in the presence of the Lord in adoration or praise and worship or just kind of extemporaneously praying this is the one that I was taught you know it was just kind of like one of those times I was being taught prayer and it was it was on a sheet and I don't know why I I I read it a lot and I started to memorize it so I think it's uh it, at least it speaks to me and I hope it speaks to you as well and we're going to go through it but first we we do the same thing even if we're meditating on the gospel we we take the moment of an our father to to really contemplate how the Lord looks on us with love. 
And this has been very clear to me that this is a powerful thing and, and something that we don't do enough. A number of conversations I've had this last week, people just have a hard time seeing God the Father as a loving Father. They see him as a judging or, man, yeah, not quite a unconditionally loving father. I think a lot of troubles or even just uh, silliness from young men in some ways can be taken away by, by reminding them that they're loved unconditionally, that there's nothing they can do that takes away God's love. Now, that doesn't mean it's good or there isn't going to be consequences. But also that they don't have to prove anything to anyone. You know, I don't have to I don't have to prove my worth to anyone. To any other guys, any other women, no one, boss. Because my father in heaven loves me. And he really does. I know he does. Even if I've goofed up or messed up, even if I've grievously sinned, he still loves me. And, and this has really hit home true to me as a dad that there's nothing my daughter can do that takes away my love for her. There's nothing. I mean, she could do the worst thing ever. There's nothing that takes away my love for her. Now there's consequences and I... I wouldn't particularly like those things. But I don't love her less. And so much more does the Father love us. So we take the moment of an Our Father before any prayer and we contemplate the Lord gazing upon us, now really actually gazing upon us with love. You might even you might even just extend this. You might even take just this contemplation as your prayer for a week even. Just just sit there for a week and contemplate the Lord looking at you as his beloved daughter or beloved son. At our baptism that's what he said to us. You are my beloved son. He adopted us. You are my beloved daughter. And maybe even just hear him say it to you during your prayer. You are my beloved son. What does it, what does it do to you? What does it feel like when he says that to you personally? You are my beloved daughter. Maybe he uses your name. Justin. You are my beloved son. Mary, you're my beloved daughter. Insert your own name into there as well. Because this, this is a real truth for us. Our identity in the Father. Who he calls us. He calls us his beloved sons and daughters. And that can make all the difference sometimes. You know, when Jesus was tested in the desert, the 
test, the question that the the devil gave to Jesus was, you know, he tested him about doing certain things, but if you recall before he said that, he said, if you are the son of God, do this. If you are the son of God, do this. Trying to put that doubt into his head. Because even for Jesus, that identity, that union with the Father was everything. And we can't just say it was arbitrary because the Father said it at the baptism. Now, of course, that was for our behalf as well. But that union, he could never forget. And it was never really a full you know, temptation in some ways for him because he's he's not going to say, oh, yeah, maybe I'm not. <laughs> but we do that all the time. I do it all the time. My actions certainly don't reflect that. And to know that identity. So let's get into the psalm here. We're going to try to make it a quicker one. So Father Gallagher and St. Ignatius say that when we're contemplating or meditating on something like the Psalms or something that we're not going to actually put ourselves into it in a contemplative manner where we're going to hear the Lord speak to us and try to envision him and see him, that we meditate on the truths of the passage. So especially this Psalm, I try to say the words as if they're mine, as if I wrote them. And sometimes it's going to ring more true than others. But I encourage you to do that. And I'll read it through just one full time and just kind of let it wash over you. Now, when we read it on Sunday, we're only going to read through the first eight verses. I'm going to read through the first nine. I'm going to skip the last three. Allow the words to become part of your... Your being, and maybe even today they're just not ringing true for you. That's okay. Uh, you can meditate on the truths of them and how they ring true. Are they? Is there some resonance there? And like Father Gallagher says, if if you if you find something that sticks out to you in that moment, stay there. Don't go any further. Push pause. Push stop. Whatever. Stay there and and reflect with the Lord on that talk to him about it what what's happening here lord why did that stick out what's going on here do i really thirst for you ask those questions to yourself and to jesus as well so we have psalm 63 verses 1 through 9 oh god you are my god for you i long for you my body yearns For you my soul thirsts, like a land parched, lifeless, and without water. So I look to you in the sanctuary to see your power and glory. For your love is better than life. My lips offer you worship. I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands, calling on your name. My soul shall savor the rich banquet of praise. With joyous lips 
my mouth shall honor you. When I think of you upon my bed through the night watches, I will recall that you indeed are my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I shout for joy. My soul clings fast to you. Your right hand upholds me. The first one that sticks out to me is my soul thirsts like a dry, like a land parched, lifeless, and without water. I just want to also mention that the Psalms can be one of those that maybe a different translation of the Bible. I think this is the New American Bible. Possibly even a different translation. Some of the particular words might stick out to you more than others, and that's that's perfectly fine too. I, I this one doesn't isn't the one I memorized, so some of these words don't particularly strike me. But sometimes, you know, just the use of a different word will strike us in a in a way. My soul thirsts like a a land parched, lifeless, and without water. There's lots of descriptors there. And I ask myself, is that the state of my soul? Does it does it thirst for you like that? Or does it feel too satisfied without you sometimes? And because it's thirsting, I gaze on you in the sanctuary. This is probably why I use this as one of my prayers or the things that I memorize that I say when I come into into the church to pray is I, I say this psalm. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary for your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise or my lips will worship you. Or my lips will offer you worship. I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands calling on your name. My soul shall savor the rich banquet of praise. With joyous lips, my mouth shall honor you. This is also one of those psalms, I think, that can kind of get us into the the right direction in praise and worship or just in our own prayer. Just to have these words fall off of our lips. This is what it does for me at least is these words falling off of my lips it it kind of lifts up my heart and lifts up my soul a little bit that it it orients me correctly, you know? Yes, my soul indeed even if I don't feel it, I know I know my soul thirsts for you. So therefore I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory, for your love is better than life. My lips will praise and worship you. I will bless you as long as I live. When I think of you on my bed in the watches of night, I will recall 
you are my help. And in the shadow of your wings I shout for joy. My soul clings fast to you. This is just a nice psalm to orient our lives to him, to give him our praise, and to just speak these truths, to to hear them come out of my mouth just orients me to the truths of my life. That you are my God. I do long for you. Even if I don't feel it, I know my soul thirsts for you. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your power, for your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise. On my bed I ponder you, for you are my help. You are my strength. You are my rock. My soul clings fast to you. I encourage you this week to to just allow this psalm to wash over you, to become a truth for you, maybe even listen to it in the morning, maybe listen to this podcast multiple times this week, you know, hint, hint, share it with your friends, subscribe to this channel, and allow it to to be true. I know the more I say it, the more this becomes true for me, and it's been a great blessing for me, and that's really all this podcast is, is to share the blessings that the Lord has given me in my own life because he's so good and he loves me so much and I know that he loves you too. The Lord desires for you to know how much he loves you. So so pray for that this week. I'll be back in a couple days to do the to do the contemplation on the gospel for this week. God bless. <laughs>